You're listening to Metaphoric Metamorphic. I'm your host, Skylar Galloway. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Metaphoric Metamorphic, or MM, as I've decided to nickname it for short, where we talk about all the hard things, the hard topics of mental health. This episode, we will be talking about a really hard one that may be triggering triggering for some people, so trigger warning now, if you're triggered by the topic of suicide, this episode may not be for you. I also want to go ahead and add a disclaimer here before we get started that I'm not a mental health professional. I'm a person just like you who's been through a lot of this and I can give insight from these experiences that I've had in these certain situations, but I am not a mental health professional or any kind of doctor. So let's go ahead and jump into it. The topic of suicide is a very tough one. A lot of times you either know someone who has either had suicidal thoughts, you've had them yourself, or you know someone who's attempted or even carried out their own suicide, or maybe you've attempted suicide yourself. In this episode, I wanted to go ahead and tell a little bit about me and my story and what I went through, my mindset during that time, and some of my thoughts, things like that. I want to do this to educate others out there who don't understand why anyone could ever actually commit suicide. A lot of people get angry whenever people that they love want to commit suicide, and I understand why they would be angry, like they love that person who would never want to see them take their own life or die in any way, shape, or form because they love them, but instead of being angry when someone tells you that they're having these thoughts, it's better to try to just listen and understand their feelings to better understand how to help them. Also, if you get angry whenever they tell you these things, then they may never tell you anything this personal ever again, and it may fuel the fire. It may make them think that people don't uh, really care about what they're saying. They're just mad that they're feeling a certain way or makes them feel like their emotions are um, not relevant or wrong, and that is not something that you need to Um, make people feel like in this situation. They're very, very sensitive to those types of things. So my story is a really, really long one. I don't have time to go into everything in great detail today, but um, the gist of it is I had a rough childhood. I tried my best to heal and repair myself as much as I could when I went into adulthood before I became a parent And then I got married, became a parent, and long story short, some things happened in my life that caused all of my progress progress mentally to go out the window and reverse itself. So I talk a lot about this more in depth in my book, but the extremely short version of the story is that I had an anonymous person stalking me, threatening me, and honestly torturing me mentally for years. And I couldn't get any help from police, no matter what I did, no matter how many police reports I filed, to figure out who it was and put a stop to it. So by year three of these anonymous threats and constant emails that I was receiving and uh, these very specific things that this person was saying um, that just made me feel like they were watching me even more than I already felt that way. 
Um, And like I said, I talk more about that in my book. But by year three of this, I felt completely hopeless. I was so damaged by the constant fear of mine and my family's lives, wondering if he was following me whenever I was driving or at my house looking in my windows or even at my job. I wouldn't know because he was anonymous for so long. It could just be literally anyone. It could be a coworker. It could be a family member. And I just felt like I couldn't trust anyone. And I was, I just felt like nothing was ever going to change. It completely hopeless. Um, I was done with it by this point. Like I said, it had been three years. Um, and I just felt like, you know, this had to stop one way or another. And since the police weren't going to help me, I didn't know what to do on my own to be able to figure out who this person was. Um, they had used a secure email, so I couldn't figure out, um, I couldn't get someone to like trace it because there was no correct IP address. Long, long, long story, like I said, but um, it seemed like there was no way that it was going to stop. Um, So I couldn't do it anymore. One night I was in the bathtub just crying, wishing things were different, feeling extremely guilty for my family being affected by the situation when it was my situation and not theirs. He was after me and not them. So I didn't want them to be suffering from it, but they were because I was and my suffering was showing. And when mama's suffering and not taking care of herself, everyone else suffers too. So I went through a lot of emotions that night, but a lot of it was guilt. I felt so guilty that they were suffering because of me. I thought that maybe if I was gone, he wouldn't have anyone to go after anymore and maybe they would finally be free. And, um, I just, that's really, I just felt like that was my only option. Like I said, since I couldn't get any help from the police, there was nothing that I could do, I felt like. And so what is my option to be able to finally get out of this situation? Hello, we're taking a brief break from today's episode to let you know that I'm going to be on a podcast called The Unlovely Truth, and that is with podcast host Lori Morrison tomorrow, January 4th. So if you want to listen to a little bit about my story where she asked me questions um, coming from a, a Christian standpoint, then you can go to the show notes on this episode and click the Unlovely Truth podcast link and it will take you to Apple Podcasts where you can listen to that episode tomorrow. Something else that I wanted to talk about, um, still within suicide, but a little bit of a subject change. A lot of people think that suicidal people are being selfish. And I understand how and why people would think that, because they think that that person is only thinking of themselves when they contemplate or attempt or even actually carry out suicide. They think that um, that person just wants their issues to be, quote, solved, unquote, by death, causing the entire situation to just go away without thinking about those that they leave behind and how they would feel grieving about the loss of that person. Um, They often wish that that person would have confided in them about how they were feeling so that maybe they could have helped them before it was too late. But I personally don't think that a suicidal person is being selfish because I don't think that they're purposely only thinking of themselves in that moment. Um, I went through this and I thought my family would be in better shape without me here. 
because of what I just talked about before. I felt like that was my only option for us to get away from this person. I thought things would be better for them. And in my own perspective, all I could see is how horrible I felt in my current situation. And to me, anything was better than that. And honestly, for me, it would have taken more strength for me to keep living than to just take my own life. And I can't speak for other people's feelings on this part that I'm about to talk about. But for me, something else I remember feeling is that nothing would ever change. Like, my life would always be like this. That I would always feel like this. I could not see past the present emotion that I was feeling, if that makes any sense. The hopelessness in this situation was something that is really hard to explain. Um, It's really just unlike any other feeling of hopelessness that I've ever experienced. Um, It was something that really weighed heavy on me. And even in this moment, um, you know, I, I, I thought about my family, but the emotion and you know, whenever I, whenever I tried to weigh the pros and cons of the situation, everything just kept feeling like the better option was for me to just die. And the only thing that really stopped me from doing that that night was just the fact that I was a chicken, just to be quite honest. Um, but like I said, I talk more about that in my book. Um, but another thing also is, uh, that I feel like people experience is a feeling of being like paralyzed and not really physically really, but more mentally. Um, I felt unable to do much of anything due to extreme depression during that time. I couldn't clean or take care of myself or other people. And, um, I definitely couldn't make a phone call to make an appointment to see a therapist or, you know, make an appointment to go to the doctor. And I have um, a lot of social anxiety, generalized anxiety, and um, a, uh, like a general depression. And that's something that I struggle with anyway, is making phone calls, like appointment calls and things like that. Um, And I just want to say that if it was not for my sister, who she was the one who I reached out to and told, if it was not for her, I would more than likely, and the only reason why I say more than likely is because I know that I was a chicken, but I was so determined to make this go away that I can't say that I wouldn't have done it, but I would more than likely be dead if it was not for her. So, um, I really, I've already said thank you to my sister in my book. I've said thank you to her a hundred million times for what she did. But seriously, thank you, Kylie, for calling and making me an appointment to see a therapist because not only was that something that I was paralyzed um, about, like I couldn't do that myself, um, but also the fact that this therapist was so amazing, um, she really helped me also. With all of this being said, if you yourself are experiencing suicidal thoughts, please get help. I know it's a lot easier said than done, but um, reach out to a loved one and just tell someone, a loved one and a family member, a friend, anyone. 
your spouse. Um, just make sure that you get some sort of help, whether it's a support system to help you make those moves that you feel like you can't make because you feel paralyzed in your situation because the depression is just so just overwhelming and um, I don't even know the right word. It just feels like you're chained to it. So just get someone to help you. Surely they can make a simple phone call to a doctor or a counselor's office to get you an appointment. But if it's emergency, if it's an emergency, go to the ER or you can call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. That number is 1-800-273-8255. I'll link some other resources in the show notes as well. And also, if you would like to hear more about my story, my book, Thrill Sought, is available in paperback and ebook versions on Amazon. That link will be in the notes as well. And as always, thank you so much for listening and being a supporter here. Have a wonderful day. Do something nice for you today.